Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cries in Spanish. I'm one of your hosts, Silvina. And I'm Araceli. And we're so excited to have you guys back for episode two. Two. Yes. Um, so Araceli, do you want to let them know what we are discussing today? Yes. Uh, we are in uh what's what's the word in the spirit of the, the spiritual spirit <laughs> of the week Halloween you know Dia de los Muertos is coming up mm-hmm. we thought it'd be a cool idea to bring up uh, Dia de los Muertos because you know as people know we are um, Mexican we're Mexican Americans and we grew mm-hmm. up very traditionally Mexican and so. We thought it'd be cool to discuss that and maybe dig a little into, uh, you know, what that means and um, beyond that, what what does it right. mean for us and what, you know, it, it, it goes into, um, you know, the people, loved ones that have passed and um, who they are. And so mm-hmm. we thought it'd be kind of cool to, to touch on that. So what does it mean to you? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Um, and I don't know, we've never really discussed this. I feel like, no, but... what a better time to discuss it than in front of the world. Yeah. But we, okay. So growing up, we didn't celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Mm. It was not really a thing, you know, obviously we commemorated our loved ones that had passed in different ways, maybe on the anniversary of their passing or their birthdays or whatnot. Um, but Dia de los Muertos really wasn't a thing. And I didn't know much about it until more recent years. Um, and so this is kind of new for me. And I think it's mm-hmm. just a tradition that maybe I, I kind of wish we maybe knew a little bit more yeah. about. But it just, I don't think it's something that um, was really instilled in us or that we, no. you know, saw growing up. I don't know what, like, what's your take on that? No, like, we obviously grew up together. So. <laughs> <laughs> Remember. But I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, we didn't though. And I would like be wrong to say like, oh my gosh, like I totally heard about it growing up because we didn't. It was one of those things that I think was more so discussed or more something we were more familiar with now in like adulthood. Like sad to say that I think the most exposure I've had to like Dia de los Muertos was when Coco came out, the mm-hmm. Disney movie. Um, because we didn't do, like you're saying, we didn't, we didn't have altars with pictures and their favorite foods and their favorite drinks. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have dinners where we discussed their, their activities and like the history of some of these people. And so a lot of this, like you said, we celebrated more so through anniversaries of their passing or for us in our annual trip back to Mexico, where mom and dad's family were at in Michoacan for anyone who's out there that doesn't know us, um, you know, just throughout the normal course of conversation, it wasn't anything where it was just like, oh, you know, the end of November or the end of October is approaching. It's time to prepare an altar. Like that was not, that was just not something that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, like I'd be lying if I said I have an altar downstairs with like things like it, it's more so like behind me, I have a picture of dad. Um, our dad has passed away. Um, 
and there's pictures that I have put away of people who have passed away in my life, but I don't have an altar. And I think it might be partly just because it was not a tradition we grew up with. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say I can't start new ones, um, but I just never learned enough about it to say like, oh, like this is something I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, same. I think the first time I made an altar was last year. I was mm-hmm. pretty proud of that altar. But I I remember pictures of it. it. It was great. Like yeah. we, and I might share that. I And I, yeah. I haven't started a new one and I was going to today, actually. Um, we're actually recording on Monday the 30th, but <laughs> I was going to start it today. <laughs> I just, life's been a little crazy recently, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, we can still do it. But uh, no, I had to research. I had to like look up like what what is it? And like mm-hmm. apparently there's so for the people that don't know, um, and this is my understanding of what El Dia de los Muertos is. It's a celebration of it's really a celebration of life for the people that have passed. And again, my understanding is that on the night of Halloween, October 31st into November 1st, this uh I don't know, this doorway or this passage between uh, you know, the human like the world worlds. and mm-hmm. the world of the dead or the realms, um, it opens. And so November 1st is celebrated for those, the children that have passed. Um, it's like all day saints as children mm-hmm. are considered saints still. And then um, beginning November 2nd, it's all mm-hmm. of the, for all, all of the day. souls have passed and so that is you know how we commemorate the people we've passed and so interestingly enough I went to Mexico for these days in 2019 it was when we went um and we went I went with my mom to or our mom (laughs) Uh, (laughs) my mom too (laughs) um so we so I went with mom um in 2019 and um it was with the intention to be there for you know the day of the dead and um we really wanted to be there for uh for my dad because he's um he he was uh buried in Mexico that's where where he's from that's what he wanted and so we wanted to be there to commemorate him for that year and it was such a cool experience. And like, I, I guess, cause we never went around that time of the year, but we, I just didn't know that they do actually do a lot of, um, those celebrations on those days. And oh my God, like, so I mean, I don't think you've had that chance to be out there, but no, like not that time of the year to your point, when you go to the city, like to find your flowers, to find what you're going to decorate with or whatever, like the city is filled with just lanes and lanes in the streets and the roads of people selling fl- flower the uh yeah. what, what's the I can never say the name of the flower sempas sempasuchil or sempa oh, I don't know <laughs> they look like what it's marigolds, marigolds kind of the, yeah, they're marigolds. Marigolds. yeah yeah they're yeah. marigolds but um I'm looking up now but <laughs> but it's that really pretty yeah. vibrant yellow right right yeah and apparently those flowers specifically are what uh, are supposed to call mm-hmm. the, or, or that's how the souls that's how they cross, right? find their way to your home. I don't know. It's just the coolest thing. And we can go into that for hours, um, you know, about the history of it and, and the altars and the different levels of the altars and, mm-hmm. you know, those altars that they make you every day, you're like supposed to add different things like the ofrendas or the offerings, mm-hmm 
for your past loved ones, like their favorite foods and, um, you know, things they like to do, pan de muerto, the sugar schools. Um, I don't know. Pretty cool, but you had it uh, right, by the way. Sempasuchi. Okay. (laughs) I mean, if it's pronounced like it's spelled. Yeah. You're Um, right. That is very cool. I, I didn't know that, like that every day was like a particular day for a certain type of offering. Like that's yeah. I think you're like supposed to start like from the 28. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. again, this is not something I'm an expert at. So if I'm wrong, okay. someone could call me out. But, <laughs> but I think it like starts from the 28th, and then you just start adding things. Um, and then like the final day, there's just again like a celebration of their life. And so well, and you were there, so you can speak to it, I guess, more than I could, but. Like on the second, for example, are you like at the cemetery all day or like, are you celebrating their life at home? What was that experience like back in Michoacan? I, oh man, I'm going to fail you here because I don't specifically remember. We did not. So we, Mm -hmm. we took flowers, I think the day before on the first so that the flowers would be there on the second. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we go um we clean the sites mm-hmm. leave the flowers and there's oh my gosh there's so many flowers um but all we leave are the it... flowers and I think people are just coming and going those yeah days. my understanding is that some people and this might be different parts of Mexico I'm not 100% sure but my understanding is some people actually stay there like overnight oh wow and they'll mm-hmm. kind of um what's the word um in Spanish, velan, like velan yeah. la noche allí con ellos. Um, so they, they stay the night there with them and just kind of, um, you know, spend yeah. that time. That's um, very cool. I mean, my only dogs. point of reference is Coco, and I think that's accurate based on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think they do a good job of, I think they did a yeah. good job of a, like representing it. Representing what that yeah. means and, and what it's like and the importance of it. And oh, it's such a heartwarming movie. <laughs> It is. It is. If you guys haven't watched it, it's it's a really cute movie that, to your point, I guess, if it is accurately reflecting everything, gives good insight to that holiday and the importance of it. Yeah. Of remembering and remembering traditions and remembering our ancestors and paying tribute to their lives. Right. Um, did, did you learn anything, any interesting stories while you were out there or anything fun? Oh, my God. Or... <laughs> or like surprising I did actually so okay so the interesting thing and is I I wish we knew more about Mm -hmm. you know our past you and I have had this conversation a lot where and and I had this actually experience when I was in Mexico just this last year and we'll talk about that more in a little bit where we've had our aunts say stories or they talk Mm -hmm. us through things that have happened in the past and it's things that's like not commonly known through our family. No. So like you're hearing it and it's like the first time and everybody's listening to it. Like it is the first time, but it's because it is the first time. Because <laughs> yeah. Nobody has heard these stories before. No. Um, uh, but it, yeah, you're right. It's not documented anywhere for our families. Like I think, and I'll give you a second to, to mm-hmm. tell me what you were going to say in a minute, but I feel like there are a lot of families from maybe more established communities or established uh, I don't know what the word is. They grew up more established, I guess, maybe where there was more record or documentation happening mm-hmm. where mom and dad grew up. I mean, they didn't really 
have any of that. And so even our lineage, like our ancestry, and we'll talk about this too in a minute, it's not very widely documented. So a lot of it, we don't know it. We don't know. A lot of people are like, oh, well, like my great, 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 great grandmother traveled on a <laughs> ship and landed in Virginia or whatever. I don't know if Virginia is <laughs> it's a place you can. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we don't have that. So we rely a lot of on these stories. Yeah. So go ahead though. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, but that that's exactly it. And I kick myself sometimes because I'm like, when we went that year, my aunt that's in Mexico and she's the one that ultimately has, you know, taken or inherited like mm-hmm. our grandparents' home and, and the mm-hmm. land. And so she's, she's kind of taken over all of that. Um, but she, we were at their house and she was showing us pictures of like our grandparents and just old pictures that they have, which aren't many really. Mm-hmm. And she was telling us, you know, some stories and I kick myself because I'm like, man, I should have taken my phone out and recorded everything mm-hmm. because I'm, Sylvina knows this. Like, I am a terrible, <laughs> like you tell me a story and I will try to retell it. And I am the worst storyteller. Like I can't remember <laughs> anything for shit. Yeah. So I kick myself all the time because she did tell us stories. Like there's a picture. Um, and again, I, we can share those pictures too, but there's yeah. a picture of uh, grandpa and grandma and they have one of my uncles in their in their arms and I just remember her telling us that like this was and so we know you can touch on this more but this was one of their trips to Mexico City and like they just happened to be able to get this picture which is again mm-hmm. was not very common um, at that time. I think so. yeah to give context uh, where our parents grew up it's not a very developed region of Michoacan in Mexico. And we, 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 they grew up and we visited what is called a rancho, which is essentially almost like a village, really. It's an underdeveloped village. I wouldn't say as far as like third world, but it is very underdeveloped where, I mean, growing up in our earlier years, we were boiling water over a fire to have warm water to take baths in an aluminum tin. Yes. <laughs> so we would have warm baths. So it's not like we had running water. And I mean, we had running water here in Kansas, But going back to there, we had an outhouse to use the bathroom where we were going to the bathroom, essentially in a hole. Um, And like I said, we were heating up water over over a fire. So them having photos was not like a, I mean, nowadays, right, we've got literally thousands of pictures in our phones and pictures we're taking all the time. They just happened to be in a place where somebody could capture a picture. Yeah. And that's why they have it. Otherwise we wouldn't even, I mean, we wouldn't even have that. Yeah. It was, so. it was, it was pretty cool. And like, that was yeah. just like one of those stories. And she, she told me more about that story and how, yeah. how they got that picture. But do I remember? No, I'm terrible. Not. About <laughs> I am sorry. I've never to, heard that story. So <laughs> to our future generations that were ever wondering, like, tell me a story, grandma. And I'm like, tell you about, you know, let me tell you about my twerking days (laughs) i'll tell you what i was doing in my 20s but (laughs) no um no but yeah i i I don't remember but that's it it's it's hard because i think it's so important to talk about you know our past and where we came from and like who we are really because at the end of the day we are a product of our ancestors and Mm -hmm. the people before us and 
every decision that they made really is the reason like why we're here and how we got here so like it's just crazy it's crazy to me you know that I feel like humans are literally miracles like the fact that yeah anybody listening to this like you me anyone like every human being is a miracle in their own sense like well the fact that anybody crossed paths with us to be in a position that you're listening thank you by the way (laughs) like is amazing yeah 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 um but yeah I'll be out hopefully in December so maybe I'll like nudge her and be like hey tell me some stories and then I'll record not like last year where I recorded like at the tail end of it because I also heard a very cool story um yeah where (laughs) well here's the thing is unlike you I remember stories I just tend to forget details of stories is dependent on like how like my brain is functioning at the moment but there was this very cool story about grandpa my dad's dad um and how when he was younger there was this invasion of Spain coming through this area where mom and dad grew up. And so mom grew up in a rancho called La Luz and dad grew up in one called La Viga. And La Luz was essentially where they were a little more established, the Spanish. And so in order to try to maintain some sort of semblance of peaceful interaction between the people who like the natives in the area and then the Spanish that were coming in and trying to like establish their livelihood in these ranchos. Um, my grandpa, when he was a younger, like a little boy was basically used as a middleman or a messenger, if you will, between the two interactions happen or the interactions happening between the two groups of people. And that was how they were able to, to be able to live a little more peacefully is my understanding <clears throat> from like the other natives or the other locals and like the Spanish. Uh, but <laughs> I will say, I think dependent on how those interactions worked prior to that and how long the Spanish were already established in the area will depend on why we're seeing some of the results we're going to talk about later. Cause I did a 23 in me and we have results of our ancestry. And so we don't have stories obviously that, that tell us why they look the way that they look. But I think <laughs> The fact that we had grandpa keeping peaceful interactions and having interactions between, you know, the locals and the Spanish is that ultimately, I mean, we have a lot of, I think before we did even the the genetic testing, we found lineage going back to Spain for our family because our last name is not a very common last name per se. We're not like mom's last name is Garcia. Her maiden name is Garcia. But Coria, which is our last name, is not a very common, you know, it's not a, a Rodriguez, it's not a Garcia, it's not a Madrigal even. Um, it's a lot less heard of, I feel like, depending on like yeah. where you're listening to it from. But anyway, so I think it ties back to some of that even of just like, okay, those interactions maybe make sense with what we're seeing in our genetic testing. That's, but, that's the first time I heard that story. Yeah. I would remember if I had heard it before and I haven't heard that. That's the reason it came up was because I had heard and I was asking one of our cousins about it. It was at one of our aunt's house out there. Um, And I was asking them about it because I had heard at one point that up that callejon and some people, a lot of people probably won't know what the hell we're talking about because they've never been to this rancho, but past the toril, going all the way up. 
there's, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's like this arch looking thing, or there was at one point over there. I don't know if you've ever gone that far. I remember it, but there was like this arch looking thing over there. And I was asking them about that. Cause I was like, well, what is it? Like, why is that there? Like, what is it? And my understanding at the time was, and I don't remember where I had heard it was that they would go and they would prop up canyons, cannons, un cañon, yeah, a cannon mm-hmm. <laughs> up on that, whatever the rock thing was called that cerca or whatever it was to help ward off basically intruders in the area. And I think that's what like had developed into that story. Um, and I, I don't remember if I confirmed or not that that's what that was, but I had heard at one point that that's what it was there for. Wow. Because our, our, our rancho, our little village, it's, it's a, it's not necessarily like attached to other little villages, but there are roads that directly take you there. So there is like a direct path to get you to other like little towns, but that end of the town, for example, doesn't go to anywhere. Like it just goes up into the like hills of the mountains, of like the mountains, like the mountainous regions that we're in. Yeah. And so because it was an open area, that was my understanding, at least from whoever, whatever my source was at the time was that it was an open basically area that they could come in and try to like attack. And that's what that cannon was propped up for. I'll have to ask them about that when I go back and be like, wait, I don't remember this. Did you confirm this for me Please last year or not? <laughs> record this because they have the best stories. Like, you know, oh, I've, heard, I've heard stories of them like, and again, I, I can never go into detail, but I just specifically remember like one of our uncles, like having machete fights, like they would yes. have machete fights out there. But there's probably bones that have like been swallowed up by the ground from just the bodies being left there to decompose. Yeah, like it was a crazy time too. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Like, I don't know. I just have so much respect for the people of our past. And, mm-hmm. you know, and again, it's just, it's crazy to me because because of them and everything that they did is the reason why we're here. And right. so, I don't know. But um, can we talk yeah. about our past and our ancestors? Yeah. Like you've done, <laughs> yeah. okay, so tell us a little bit more about your like, because I haven't done this, but obviously, like you don't need to anymore. <laughs> I don't need to anymore. Like, you did it, and we're we're the same. Uh, allegedly, DNA basically, <laughs> allegedly. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think we we had talked about this for years, and we said for years, like one of us needs to do this, like one of us needs to do this. And I don't remember why, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like I'm just gonna do it. Like I'm curious. I want to know. Like we had always speculated, like our last name, Goria, seems to have ties back to Spain. Like, is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Um, and we always, like, I always just wanted to know, like, and for me, it was too, like this curiosity of, you know, in Mexico, like how deep are our ties in Mexico? Like where, like, where does it all land? Um, but anyway, so I did a 23 in me. That experience in itself was it was like underwhelming. I mean, I spit into a little vial and then I sent it to a lab. And then after a few weeks, um, I got some results back. And so, um, I guess just to kind of give everybody the, the 411 on what that is. First, were you surprised by the results? Yes and no. Um, I, I I suspected again because of our last name and what we had like Googled and tried to trace back 
that some of this results was a, like a little expected, but there were other aspects out of, of it that I was like, oh, like that, like that I didn't expect. So, so yeah, there were parts of it that I was, I was definitely like surprised by. Um, I guess with that said, the part that I was least surprised by, do we get a drum roll or do I just go into it? <laughs> <laughs> Best drum roll ever. Um, so 48.1 came back European with 43.8% of that being Spanish and Portuguese, if I'm reading this correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so again, like not super surprising. We did a trace back of our last name and it said Spanish. So I'm not even like, I'm not even suspecting Portuguese so much. I'm thinking more so, yeah, it's probably Spanish. Um, outside of that though, we also had Indigenous American, which I think is tracing back to lineage in in Mexico and like the locals of Mexico. Um, And it's interesting because it tries to give you a breakdown even more from that. Um, But I take that with a grain of salt because just depending on how everyone migrated, it could be off. But 39.3 Indigenous American, um, particularly in this case, it's tying it back to like West Guerrero. Yeah, which is fairly Uh, close to Michoacan. A little more surprising. (laughs) 5.6% sub-Saharan African. And I think that's where it started to get kind of like, okay, like now I'm, now I'm. I mean, that's a decent percentage. I (laughs) I know. That is a decent, it's a decent, yeah. 5.6% like. Yeah. So if you're like from Africa, like, why are you white? Um, many people would ask you the same question. I feel like I, that's pretty cool though. Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously, I was like, what? Like, I why, where, how? Like, <laughs> I knew that I like, you know, when you hear them playing like the bongos or whatever, there's a reason like, we just move so I naturally just, to like, it. <laughs> so it wakes up something inside me in our soul. It lives in our soul. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, Almost 3% of that is West African. There's 2% of it that's like Congolese or Southern East African. Um, and then broadly Sub-Saharan African, I think just doesn't necessarily give it. Dude, 1% Nigerian. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the next one, uh, what, almost 2%, 1.9%, Western Asian and North African. So Arab, Egyptian. Levantine, North African, broadly Western Asian and North African. Mm-hmm. And then the one that I think you were less surprised by, one <laughs> <laughs> percent Central and South Asian. Um, and it really just gave it like a broadly Central and South Asian with really no specifics to it. Um, and somehow, and I don't know how this works, at 3.9%, that was unassigned. I don't know what that just means. Just <laughs> never know, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so it's interesting because then the report came back and it said uh, Mexico and Central America country matches. And it gave me Mexico as m- my most likely high match, um, which was kind of cool. I could see where like if you were adopted, it would be very cool to kind of like really mm-hmm. be able to pin that down. Uh, but yeah, so I, I did this. I opened myself up to be reached out to if there were like people out there that did this test and like found that we had like higher level of like genetic matching. It does it by levels. 
And I had a couple people reach out like, hey, it looks like we're related. People I'd never in my life like met like ever. Um, and a couple of them were even just like, oh, yeah, like I grew up where your mom grew up. Like, yeah. I, I I know who your grandma is. It's where are they like, from? Like, where do they live? Um, let me see. This gal in particular. Let me see if I can still figure it. I haven't been in the app for a little bit, but let me see if I can remember where my messages are saved. Um, but yeah, so like you do, but yeah, yeah, but you like can message people like, and just, you can see like, like if you allow yourself to be opened up to like that type of connection, um, it's cool because it'll tell you like, this person is like your seventh removed cousin Mm -hmm. or like, like, uh, this is your like second cousin or like this particular person And actually she doesn't share her current location. So it doesn't, it doesn't show it. But even though she knew grandma, technically our fifth grade grandparents were potentially the same. And she's like my sixth removed cousin. That's wow. That's that's so crazy to me. It's insane. And the fact that you can do that, but yeah, but it's amazing. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so it's, it's really cool just to kind of know where you're from and tie it to your history which is really cool because then you can tie it to like your traditions um and it's interesting right like a lot of people are like you're so light-skinned like you know in comparison to like other people that like we know or whatever and it's like well yeah because I think the Spanish have a tendency to be very light-skinned and now that makes more sense also yeah things like that I guess you're not from a lechero (laughs) I hate you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you look like you have a little more Asian descent in you. Like, whatever. So. Or not ancestry, but 23andMe confirmed that I do have Asian in me, as do you. <laughs> what else? But yeah, so it's, I mean, it was, it's cool. It's, it's yeah. cool. And, and, you know, having learned that now, like, I'd be intrigued, right, to go figure out like where our last name came from, if I ever had the money to throw out an extra trip to Spain and just go see if I can find other Gorias wandering the streets of, yeah. I don't know, Madrid, Barcelona, wherever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a, a friend who's moving to Spain here soon. I, I, I can't drop her name, but uh, I could take a trip out there to see her. There you go. She'll show us yeah. the ropes. Um, she could keep an eye out for her. <laughs> For the yeah but yeah so. but that you know that's super cool I still think it's it's pretty cool that you did that and we're able to find out a little bit more about where we're from and you know where we come mm. from again it's just it's it explains a lot and actually like those stories actually make so much sense yeah I was thinking about this because like you had mentioned you know that that group of people that were in La Luz yeah, they were more uh, they were from the Spaniards versus mm-hmm. where we're from. Like you can tell between the two groups. Yep. Because if you know that area, those towns are super duper close together. But you can typically look at a person and kind of the already people, identify. Tell, like, yeah. I think where that are person they from? is from here or from the other yeah. town, you know. Um, and so that makes so much sense. But super cool. I, yeah. I, I love learning about that. I wish I retained more of that information, but um, yeah. I'll make it a, a point to do that. But 
you know, you guys, if you guys have any stories, if you have altares for uh, the yes, day of the dead, de los muertos, de los muertos yes. share those with us. We want to see, want to see what you guys do. I'll see if I can put one together right quick tomorrow because, um, yeah, tomorrow's uh, Halloween. But uh, yes, we'd love to know more about you, you guys. If you guys have pictures, you know, maybe mm -hmm. of your ancestors, we'd love to see those. I think it's, again, it's super cool to learn, uh, kind of see what it was like like back in the day and um you know just uh yeah always learning always always learning always discussing. open to seeing what's out there and having those discussions yep yeah it's amazing so cool well Araceli, we had forgotten to make this mention last week before we let everybody <laughs> go <laughs> but we had questions about an episode last week and as much as we'd love to be dropping these weekly right now it's just not written in the cards for us right now so in the moment for the time being we will be dropping episodes every other week and so this is this week's episode and we'll see you guys in two weeks after this but other than that we'll be welcoming your guys's pictures your questions your comments your feedback share us with your friends your family yep your older family follow us rate us mm -hmm. drop some stars Yes. What you like, what you don't like. I don't care. Like, I want to know. Like, whether it's there, <laughs> no, I want to yeah. know. It's not that I don't care. I was like, well, if you don't, don't care, don't not tell me, but like, I don't care if it's good or bad. Like, I want to hear the good and the bad. Yeah, the good know, and the bad. What y'all like, if you want to keep hearing us, if you don't, then I guess don't listen to us, I guess. But mm -hmm. <laughs> just um, move on, carry on. Yeah, yeah, with your life. I still but like you. <laughs> Other than that, we hope you'll be back in two weeks. Yes. Stick with us. And that you stick it out we, with us. We love you guys. We love all the support so far. I was yes. actually pretty impressed and I felt so loved hearing back yeah. from everyone. So thank you guys. Thank everyone. Um, we'll be back. We'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Bye. Bye.